Welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E. My next guest is a renowned possibility coach, transformational speaker, and the visionary founder of Why You To Shine. Welcome to the show, Victoria Rader. Thank you so much. It's fantastic to be here. Ah, the pleasure's mine. I'm glad to have you on the show. So let's just just drop let's just drop right into the questions. Um, <laughs> so your your journey's a, a remarkable one, from achieving real estate success during the recent to during the recession to becoming a uh, possibility coach. Can you share a pivotal moment or realization that led you down this transformational path? Yeah, um, you know, being. As you said, uh, first of all, I think it's very important that when you look at a list of accomplishment to realize the blanks of failure <laughs> that are laying the foundation. And so when I'm going to like name these steps, I want everybody to fill in like the bridges uh, and the muds and, you know, and all the good stuff that usually doesn't make it to these excellent conversations sometimes, you know, and I and, and my started in the middle of the mud because um, I wanted to homeschool my kids, you know, from Ukraine. I wanted them to speak Slavic languages. Long story short. I find myself taking my kids to Greece um, to study Greek history and architecture at tender ages of four and uh, eight. <laughs> Ambitious, crazy mother, three weeks, you know, uh, come home. And my husband's like, honey, I'm all in favor of this ambition of education, but you got us into debt. I know in Ukraine, when you swipe plastic, this is 25 years ago, <clears throat> you know, there's money attached. Nothing is attached to a credit card here. So I find myself with two little kids, a dream of traveling and homeschooling and no finances to do that. That's what got me in real estate, right? I want to make sure that a very big why got me in real estate, a non-negotiable, very big why. And so here I am, complete introvert, a girl who had no friends till age 11 and 11, you know, sobbing when my parents told me I had to go to like a campfire because I couldn't connect to people. And I have to go into people business. Real estate is not about homes. It's about people. I have to meet strangers. I have to. And so, you know, through sobbing every night and through discomfort of uh, that process, all of a sudden within two years, while homeschooling my kids, not working on Sunday, traveling the world, I'm announced as a top one agent in Virginia, top 1% in U.S. and Canada. I'm like, what happened? Like, I lift my head and I'm like, what happened? I mean, you know, through snot and crawling. And yes, by the way, dreams coming true. You know, and I paused. And this is the, the long-winded an an answer to your great question is that I pause and I ask myself, what is it that got me there? Because I'm no more experienced than agents in my office. Some of them are 20 years. I'm not wiser. I'm not capable, not more capable. I'm certainly not more hardworking because I've got things to balance. I'm not devoted to it seven times a week because I believe one day is for me and for my God, whatever. No work on Sunday. So what is it that has gotten me to where I am? Because up till then, every personal development book told me it was my mindset, you can do it, and my effort. And I'm like, no, these people have the same mindset and the same effort. What I've come to realize is that what drives all of human behavior is not what we consciously think we think, but what is subconsciously hidden deep within and either sabotages or promotes our dreams. 
So I threw myself into PhD of metaphysics, every energy work and healing modality, and then founded the company that simply could show a path to anybody how to find what keeps you stuck in your mind, <laughs> how to get unstuck, and how to move forward. And that it is possible not just for me, but for everybody who chooses that possibility. Hence, my clients called me Possibility Coach. So like, like you was mentioning, your work involves uncovering and solving hidden problems and patterns in your clients. Could you provide an example of how these hidden factors can impact one's life and success? Absolutely. You know, I think we are, we are going down into a very, well, some of us are right in the middle of it. Some of it is still kind of sliding down into uh, a very interesting financial you know, situation globally. We can close our eyes and pretend it's not happening. We can keep looking at the fake uh, Instagram accounts, thinking somebody knows the secret we don't. No, everybody's equally broke, uh, you know, and so just people don't lie as well. And so there is a pending reality of a survival level strife for most of the people on the planet in their health, in their relationship, in their money, just is. And so when that is happening, You've got to ask yourself, and the work that I'm doing in my subscription group is to say which part of what is happening for the world is a part that is also happening for me. Just being very, very clear on where am I at the same frequency or, you know, it's the same radio station. I'm listening to the same music of doom and gloom. So which part of me is struggling? It's a very important question to ask. And then as you find that part, ask yourself, what is it that I don't see? It's amazing. Our subconscious is so powerful, it'll start answering your questions. So what is it that I refuse to see about myself that keeps me stuck? You will get an answer almost immediately. And then the third question is, okay, so what do I do about it? Not generally, but what's the first step for me to get out of this? I'll give you the most recent, as, as uh, recent as two hours ago. As recent as two hours ago, parallel, that's going to be like a big aha for most of us. At a time when so many people are being laid off and or being fired, there's a subconscious fear for some people that are employed of being fired and that are self-employed of not creating the cash flow so they are not firing themselves. And so that fear of firing, our subconscious mind is very, very literal. It hears and absorbs and codes literally. So when I'm thinking or feeling I'm afraid of being fired, in our brain, new programs are created by neurons firing. Neurons are energy connections in our nervous system, and they connect and create new thought patterns in our brain, new movements for our body through firing together. There is a phrase, neurons that fire wire. If I'm constantly saying, I'm brave, I'm brave, I'm brave, I'm brave, I'm brave, I'm brave, neurons are firing, all of a sudden I'm going to wake up next morning going like, Golly, I'm like brave today. I mean, what happened? Neurons that fire, wire. When you have a fear of being fired, the brain is so literal 
that it zooms in into your fear of being fired and it starts disconnecting healthy connections. The neurons that fire now fire on fear and you create, you lay out the foundation for you to be fired. So if you are one of those people, if you're listening to it and you say, man, she's like looking in my mind, I'm afraid of losing my job or I'm afraid of losing my, you know, business. It's okay to say the fear is normal. Doesn't have to be the norm. And I want you to say it out loud, not to think it. We think millions of thoughts. This fear is normal. Doesn't have to be my norm. I'm going to fire the fear. Do you guys feel the chills? I'm going to fire this fear. What's there to be afraid of firing? I'm firing the fear and I'm firing up my business. I'm firing up my, you know, uh, value for my employer. So don't fear discovery of painful programs. All of a sudden, there's nothing to fear. I'm firing fear. Yeah, huge. Oh, no, I, I agree with you. That's that's how stuck in my mind was born was I, I finally got over the fear of launching my podcast because and i was just making up so many excuses who's gonna want to listen to me i sound horrible there's the, i don't know what to talk about and it was just me making up excuses and and it was the fear of failure that was holding me back from starting my podcast and when i finally kicked that fear and went you know what press record recorded the first episode released it and that was the beginning. And that was just, okay, I can do this now. I know I can do it. And then I just started learning the process, started adding things that I didn't add the first few times when I started uploading my episodes. And I started growing and learning. And I improved. And that's and had I not faced that fear of pressing record and releasing the episode, we wouldn't be talking right now. <laughs> I'm glad we are. <laughs> Well, you know, I want two points that came in so loudly for me as you were making that is that I know it is sad, but I think it's good for our brain to see it visually. People say all failure paves the path to success. But I think what really happens is like you're walking fear, failure, fear, failure, fear, failure. It doesn't, you know, you get better at something only to fail at something greater. And so I talk about like four levels of creating abundance. The first one is awareness. You become aware either of a God-given desire for you through you, if you're a person of faith, or your intuitive drive for achievement, you know, if you are personal development. So however language you use, there's a seed of greatness within you, as Les Brown has, you know, says. So you are aware that there is more. You know, in your case, this great podcast, there's more. I'm called to do it. Nobody just wakes up in the middle of the night and says, why don't I expose myself to a million people? I mean, it's got to be a calling. It's got to be a calling. I'm called to do it. I'm called to do it. Awareness. Then there is alignment. And the alignment is, okay, how do I align with this vision? What's the first step? You know, you're aligning with the vision. You're building up yourself to align with the awareness that you have. And then you take that first action. Well, the bridge from alignment to action is always fear. I don't think it's talked enough. It is either fear of failure, fear of imposter syndrome. For some people, fear of success. For some people, I know for me, for the longest time, it's been fear of losing my privacy. If all of a sudden I have a global presence 
I, I'm a private person. I was terrified of, of losing my privacy, right? But out of alignment into action is overcoming fear. You act through fear and then it disappears. It'll never go away. It is a part of us that wants us to survive. It's a scared part of me that says, look, we haven't done this before, so you can't die from it. So you got to hug yourself and say, I hear you. And I'll find a way to go through it without dying. <laughs> and so you move through what I call the sacred part. And then as a result of awareness, alignment, and action comes the abundance. You know, repeated action. And then new awareness comes in. And you've said, I've gotten better. You became aware of a better way to do things. I become aware of my failure every day and of something better that I can do. And I align with something better continually, and then I act through it. And then I empower my clients to do the same. And as a result of not giving up on this process, abundance follows. Nobody knows when it does. And the gap in the abundance following is what makes most people quit before they become prosperous. It's tragic. But when you're fearful and exhausted and burnt out, definition of burnout, you put in effort, you don't see result. If I had to define what the global feels right now, it's complete sheer burnout. How much longer? And I would say until. <laughs> until your rewards are given for not giving up and then beyond that with new energy. No, I, I agree with you. It's been... Just even on this journey and and doing the podcast and and just being able to have these conversations where I am learning so much and and I'm able to I I don't look at it at no I no longer look at it as as failure or like I, it's no longer to me I'm not looking at it as it's just something I'm so if something happens to go wrong I don't look at it as a failure I look at it more as all right, more as a lesson where I can be like, where did I go wrong on this? What did I do wrong here? How can I fix? How can I? What can I do to not make sure it doesn't occur again? And that and that's how I go about it. I don't I don't when when I when I see mistakes, I correct them. Or if I if I'm still having issues, I, I approach someone who can help me with the error, with the mistake, or I learn how to correct it. And so instead of me being like, oh man, I messed up, I'm like, all right. Again, I, I look at it more as what can, what could have I done differently to make it go the other way? Yeah, I um, you know it's interesting because I think um, so. I have very interesting spread in our group um, sessions um, and presentations um, where there are more women participating on live as live audience. But that's only 25% of the audience. The 75% are actually men and they watch it quietly. It's just fascinating to me, you know, because I got to do it. <laughs> you know, I got to do it. Uh, you know, it's just really a cool thing. But the reason I'm saying is that is because what I've noticed is that more so for men than for women. It's an observation. It's not a conclusion, not a fact, not a statement to get somebody all worked up. Just as an observation. <laughs> just as an observation. While bo both women and men have a hidden fear of being unworthy of the success waiting for them. But when women feel 
unworthy of success waiting for them. They get into self-pity cycle. When men feel unworthy of the success waiting for them, they get into anger cycle. Once again, it's just an observation. And it's fascinating to me because those two energies on a map of consciousness, map of consciousness is a concept developed by David Hawkins. David Hawkins, he's passed, unfortunately, would wire people's brains and he would expose them to different situations and images that triggered a certain emotion. And when people would experience that emotion, he would then measure how their brain vibrates, measure the frequency of their brainwave. And then he would qualify the emotion with the frequency of the brain. So what he found out is that the lowest frequency is shame. When we're ashamed, our brain is barely moving. Frequency of shame. Right above shame, there is grief. Right above grief, there is apathy. Right above apathy is the first active emotion, fear. And right above fear is anger. Then there is pride, courage, neutrality, willingness, peace, enlightenment, you know, love, peace, enlightenment. So what happens is that we, when something, when we think we are yearning for a certain result, and if we don't achieve it, for a lot of women, the apathy kicks in and the grief of a lost opportunity. For a lot of men, the anger kicks in of, man, how could I do this? You know, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with the world? What's wrong with you? You know, and those two frequencies can only be overcome through the energy of pride. So pride is an important step. You just can't, can't get stuck there. If you get stuck in pride, you become prideful and you become a narcissist. <laughs> but if you get yourself as a woman, I'm speaking to women, if you find yourself in self-pity, when you feel you're less than, life is unfair, it's important to get angry. It's so important for you to get angry. And when you get angry, and this is where we join men, right? And once again, you can go both ways on these. I'm talking majority. Once you get to that anger, it's important to pat yourself on the back and say, I'm so good at being pissed. It's amazing how it shifts your map of consciousness. You cannot stay angry if you praise yourself for doing something good. So instead of saying nothing is going well, I'm good for nothing, you can say, man, I'm so good at self-destruction and at anger. I'm good at something. I mean, I might be good at something bad, but I'm good at something. It'll have an instantaneous energy shift for you. The anger will subside and the courage will come in. And the courage sounds like, who can help me with this? That's what courage sounds like. I'm, I've gotten good at being bad. I've gotten good at being sad. I've gotten good at being angry. That means I can be good at things. So how about I get good at something that will create my life? Yeah, very, very important step. So so being an eight-time internationally best-selling author is, is a significant achievement. Can you tell us more about your books and the key message you aim to, to, to convey to your readers? You know, there are people that are born to be writers. That's my brother. For him, writing is like breathing. He has 28 
uh, fiction books. He's phenomenal. And there are people like me that are authors, and that's all of us. An author is somebody who has a message and then who struggles through writing <laughs> to deliver the message. And I'm very upfront about, hey, you know, not no, I'm no Shakespeare. I'm very comfortable being no Shakespeare. I'm yeah. an author. And the idea that I author through all of the work that I've done is the idea of understanding who we are and how we are to thrive as who we are. So the concept of the two letters, if you look at my journals, Miracle Me, Manifest Me, just released Hear Me two days ago and very tender. We can talk about it if it's in alignment for us. Their journals, you know, or Prosper Me book. They all have little and big E when I refer to the word me. And what I've come to understand through years of, of being, of working, of learning, of thriving, through struggle at times, is that there are two parts of who we are. And there is a little M, which is mortal. I don't know about you, but I know there's a part of me that will die. You know, we call it matter, another M, mortal matter. And that mortal matter needs to manifest materially. Trust me, meals are better with real food. I tried it both ways, and meals are way better with food, right? So that little am that is a mortal matter that manifests materially, it's there. We cannot deny it. Its job is to be afraid, to be scared, and to try to survive. And then there's a the big E of who I am, and that is eternal energy that expands, the essence that expands. That's also who I am. So there's a scared me, little M, and there's a sacred me, big E. And every day, every single day, every moment of the day, I get to choose how to surrender my M of mortality to E of eternity, how to surrender my material to my essential, my matter to my energy, and my manifesting to expanding. So every book, every work, every app, we have two apps, master-me and empower-me. Every single thing we do is how to overcome the scared, how to love that part of you so the sacred you can empower this world. Because I do believe each and every one of us has come with a gift to this world. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's heavy. That's, that's amazing, though. That it's... To be able to, to I, I'm not a, I can't, I shouldn't say I'm not an author, but I haven't published the book yet. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Yes, I haven't published one yet, but I, I, we, I did help my nephew publish his second book, and we, and it was a great experience to, to see the process. And we're self-published, so I kind of have an idea of how to do it myself. So it, it was, it was something I wanted to learn how to do. So being able to learn that process and and see it and and see his vision come to life and 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 see how how much pride he took and 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 putting the book out and, and it's it's a really pretty pretty good book. So it, it's inspired me yet to to eventually sit down and and work something out and and maybe write my own book, but. It, like you said, um, they are writers and they are authors. And I know I'm not a writer. 
I'm well, a and yet it's possible, right? Look at me. Yeah, yes. I'm a talker. I'm more of a talker. I found out that I'm more of a talker than a writer. But it's but even with this, doing what I'm doing here and, and the way I'm creating the content, eventually this content can lead to writing a book. So there, there's so many there's so many different opportunities that that are opening from again facing that fear and jumping into the podcast and because now it's opening different is opening different opportunities like speaking engagements being a guest on other people's podcasts i just hosted a, an, an event this um this saturday for international podcast day and it was wonderful it was a great experience i had a wonderful time it was one of my first times emceeing an event so i'm doing things that i've didn't fathom i didn't have like when i started podcasting none of this was was a thought but being able to to, to do the podcast has has built a a, 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 a courage in me because because even to for the event that i hosted it, it was a, even though he, it was a, a friend of mine he had he was I went and I was, I just, I just point blank. I said, I said, Hey, um, and I host it. And he says, thank you. Yeah. He actually left the comment. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And, and the fact that he had that much faith in me and allowing me to host this event, knowing that I had no prior experience, but knowing him feeling that you can handle it, you're capable of doing it. That just, meant the world to me. Hmm. So it, it's really, it's really been a, an amazing, amazing journey to, to be able to find what I love to do, finding my purpose, finding that I have a voice, finding that I can make an impact. And if you would have told, again, you would have asked me this four years ago, you would have, I would have, I would have, my answer would be like, are you crazy? I'm I'm not capable of doing any of this. Yeah. You know, the word courage um, comes from the Latin root core, and that means heart. So when we're courageous, we just trust our heart over the dissuasion of our brain. We have two very different roles. The heart shows the path, and when we're true to our heart, the courage takes over and we get to walk that path. And the brain's job, as I've mentioned, is to keep us alive. So it's going to try to fight and reason with your heart. And once you make that choice, I'm going to listen to my heart. And what happens is that what comes from the heart reaches the hearts. So when you, you get out of your own way, the fastest way, when you lean into the depth of your heart, because what comes from the heart reaches the heart, and then you free people to do the same. And it sounds to me like that's exactly what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you, you, you emphasize the, pra the practical application of universal and God's laws. How can you, how can individuals incorporate these, these principles into their daily lives for meaningful change? 
You know, first as a one-sentence disclaimer, not to confuse anybody who could be confused by what I'm going to say, is that there's so much today where people equate God, great overall designer, and universe. And we will hear people say God or universe interchangeably. They're not one and the same. In energy terms, and I'm not going to talk in religious terms, I'm going to talk in energy terms, there are things that act and there are things to be acted upon. There are two basic rules of creation. There's energy that acts and there is matter to be acted upon. God is the great overall designer, the energy that acts. Universe is the matter to be acted upon. God doesn't punish, but laws do. The universe does. So what does that mean? This universe is built with universal laws. Why the universal? They are applicable to every area of our life. So the law of gravity has no motion. It'll work either for you or against you based on how you understand the law. Thanks heaven, we can drive cars, we can walk, and we can build homes because of the law of gravity. But if I'm falling off the second floor, it's going to hurt. Not because God turned upon me, but because I violated the universal law of gravity. <laughs> That's just, it's that simple. Well, just like there is a law for gravity, there's a law of electricity. It fires, it brings us light into our homes. But if I'm going to stick my, you know, metal, whatever, which I did as a kid, pin, pin into the socket, I'm going to electrocute it. God is not punishing me. Okay. It's just, I'm violating the law. So it's just so important to dissuade the two. And when you violate the law, not to be like, why am I being punished? I mean, because you're violating the law. I mean, God is there to love you, to support you, to encourage you, to thrive you, to prosper you. The laws are there to keep you on a straight and narrow path to be like, hey, <laughs> hello, you're violating me again. Get back. So it's just very important to distinguish. So one of my books called Prosper Me, the 35 universal laws of making money work for you. Now, I believe prosperity is thriving in all areas of your life. And I don't think any amount of money should substitute your relationships and so forth. So prosperity is not just money for me. But I mean, if I'm from Ukraine. I am a girl who every summer spent with my grandparents without running water and with an outhouse that I had to walk to for 10 minutes with a minus, you know, N degrees weather <laughs> when it was cold in winter. And so I understand not having the luxuries of life, right? I'm the same girl who today has my dream home that I go to for half of the year right on the Atlantic Ocean. I'm also the girl who never forgets how one got to be the other. Never forgets. And that fires me up to say, if I could do that, anybody could do that. So the book is 35 Universal Laws. And the very first universal law is that of gratitude. It's there for a reason. The very first law is the law of gratitude because what you appreciate, appreciates. And what you take for granted, you lose. It's huge. So a lot of people, you know, I did a huge conference for Asia. And I pulled out uh, $10. And I said, okay, I'm holding $10. How do you guys feel? Write down all the emotions you have. Yeah, blah, whatever, 10 bucks. Then I pulled out crispy, beautiful $100. I said, how do you feel now? 
Oh, there was a little bit of juicing, you know. And then I pulled a pack of $100. And I said, how do you feel now? And then I said, what happens is that the gap of feeling between $10, $100, and 1000 is your gap of gratitude that keeps you at the broke level you are. Because until you can appreciate the value of $10, that, for example, in some of the African countries is a price of a net that protects you from malaria mosquitoes and saves your life. People die, die by tens of thousands because they can't afford a $10 malaria net. When you look at $10 and you say, it's just $10, when I have more, I'll invest more. When I'll have more, I'll help the world more. That's bullshit. You're not. Because if you're not helping with $10, you're not going to help with a million. No millionaire became a millionaire and then started contributing money. They either do it or they don't, starting with a dollar. It's huge. So when you are grateful for the little that you have, with such devotion that you save a little bit, that you invest a little bit, and that you most importantly give of it to somebody, you are appreciating what you have and it grows. The fastest way to get unstuck financially is to live as if you are a prosperous, abundant human being, because the truth is you are. You just might not be seeing it. Do you have running water? Do you walk to the outhouse? If the answer is not, you're prosperous. You're prosperous. Oh, and, and I, I, I feel you because when every summer in the 80s, mom would send me to Puerto Rico. And at that time, we had, they had an outhouse. And where we right next to the outhouse is where we took a sh uh, took a a hose was running through, with the, and that's where the water came through. So we had the outhouse on one side, and then another thing where there was a hose inside, and you would take a and if you took a shower late at night, the water was so cold. <laughs> so it made me appreciate when I got back home to New York after the summer. <sighs> appreciate running water way more than than i did when, but but it, it was those experiences that just made you realize like okay I, maybe i don't have it so as bad as experiencing those moments mm -hmm. where you're afraid to go in the outhouse because you don't know what's gonna bite what's gonna jump up or bite you or whatever so it, it's it's i've experienced that so yeah mm -hmm. i i know i feel i feel your pain on the outhouse situation yeah i mean that's, that's just the truth that's the first of the 35 laws but you know if you don't know it you keep taking you can even take business classes and you can do this and that and the other but at the end you're staying at the same level because you're not appreciating where you are so gratitude that's the first one you know and there so there are universal laws if you don't know how to work with them, they're going to work against you. Period. It's just that simple. So, oh, this has been a wonderful conversation. I've had a great time. It is now time where you get the solo screen and you get to <laughs> plug away, let people know where they can find you. Wait, oh, wait. Oh, no, 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 not yet. No, I have one more question. I do have one more question. I, I almost messed that one up. Because it, it has to do with um, so looking ahead, right? What are, what are your aspirations for why you to shine and and your continued impact on on the personal development and coaching community? 
You know, right now I have an amazing opportunity to be in Greg Reed's personal development project. Greg Reed's done 140 books in 49 languages, international bestsellers. He's somebody who was working very closely with Napoleon Hill Foundation, great human being, uh, great personal development guru. And he's doing a book that is called Personal Development, which ironically in the personal development world, there's never been a book called Personal Development. <laughs> so, he, And uh, I get to be on that little committee of the 12 people that we every two weeks we interview the giants of personal development. And I get to meet just incredible people in the field. And so for me, the growth in me through exchange with these people and seeing how all of them are givers first, you know, and they're implementers first, that's been a beautiful journey of that. And so for me personally, as a human being, that's my growth path and that's my reward for what I do for the company. You know, my company has been growing organically. I, just like you, didn't think, oh, I'm going to have this podcast and then I'll become a speaker and then I'll be a host to events. I just wanted to help people. And then all of a sudden, the clients that I've helped have started doing so well that they said, hey, how about we come back as your coaches <laughs> and we help more people to do that. And so organically, you know, the company has grown and I now have 11 ph phenomenal coaches, you know, organically it's just been happening as to where using subconscious programming, different energy modalities, practical application, we are helping more and more people one-on-one. -on -one. And then we have a quantum freedom subscription that helps people as groups, you know, and it just is developing. My biggest dream um, for the team is that the work we do becomes a standard in personal healing, energy transformation, and mindset industry. I just, you know, I'm passionate about that. In terms of practicality, uh, one of the things that, that I foresee is that our Empower-Me app is an entry point for somebody who could never afford a 200 an hour coaching, but who needs transformation the most. And so for $79 a year, you have tools that are accessible to you that are worth tens of thousands of dollars. If you desire to make that change and we're continually adding to that app. Um, and the last thing I guess I want to share in terms of what I'm looking forward to um, this is, this is, you know, I've said what comes to the heart, touches the heart. This comes from the heart because it's very recent. You know, actually, I don't know when the recording of this uh, will go live. Oh, we're live. We're live. Okay. So, live. so it's, we're, it's amazing. So being live, yeah, because you got people. So going live, you know, two days ago, I'm going to hold it up. Two days ago, this little journal was published. And you see two hearts and it's called Hear Me, Journaling Beyond the Veil. So I've lost a lot of people throughout my life. I had people, people started dying when I was two and a half and they just wouldn't quit, <laughs> you know, and I've had to redefine my life and my joy of life over and over and over again with every loss. And now with the war in Ukraine, you know, I've lost friends, I've lost my grandmother. And so two weeks ago, this is to encourage anybody to have courage. Two weeks ago, I got a very strong feeling that to use my talents to create a journal that helps people to connect to their loved ones because they don't just disappear. Whatever your system of beliefs is, they don't disappear. They're right there. And within literally days, the journal was creating as 13 power questions, one to be asking of the 
loved one or a friend that crossed the veil, that died, and want to be asking yourself to start healing. And I got to tell you, I've done a lot of creative programming and writing, and this is probably one of the most healing processes that has ever happened. You know, this little journal, Hear Me. And so it came out to idea came two weeks ago. It came live two days ago, published on Amazon. So I said, okay, I'm going to, I love all of my products. I live by them. I'm going to do this journal for myself. And so I'm thinking who I'm going to write. And I sit down and I start writing this conversation, answering the questions with my grandma who died many years ago, 20 years ago. I haven't thought of her much, you know, but she was instrumental in inspiring this journal. And all of a sudden, I haven't written in Ukrainian in 30 years. All of a sudden, when I ask her a question, I start writing in Ukrainian. And then with the same authenticity, when I answer the question, I start writing in English because I've truly become an American through and through, I think, in English. So the reason I'm bringing it up, and I know we're wrapping up with that, is that I truly feel that somebody who has lost their loved one was about to lose their loved one, that they want you to hear from them. And then this beautiful journal probably has made it to this podcast just for you. And and that's good enough for me. And and it's and like you, um I, I suffered many, many losses. Um <laughs> when I was thirty one, my wife passed away in a car accident. Oh wow. The the next year a year and a month from when she passed, I, I reunite with my father after 25 years, not knowing, having any contact with him. I go to see him Father's Day weekend in Puerto Rico. I get there Friday, Saturday morning, he passes away. And it was just one tragedy after another. I buried two brothers, uh, aunt and uncle that helped raise me. And then this past Saturday, other on the minds passed away from cancer so it, it, it's i'm i'm someone who who suffered a lot of loss and and i was angry for a long time i was angry for a long time many years and it was it would it would took for me to be to really sit down and 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 something to tell me why are you so angry what what could have you done differently to make these outcomes be different? And when I think about it, it was like, okay, yes, it, 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 I'm, I'm, it wasn't happening to to me. That, that's what I'm trying to point out. That like, yes, I've, I've suffered these losses, but I had no real control over these circumstances, and I shouldn't. Yes, it's understandable to be angry, and when I finally realized, like, let it go. It's like this. This is not. It's not doing you any good. It's not. You're you're headed down the wrong path. You're you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're you're not serving your purpose. And when I finally did did that, and I shifted, and things started changing. I, I met my wife that I'm with now. Um, career wise, started working. And just my life just started changing. So I, I, I'm one who knows. And I'm, I'm actually going to go get the book and, and I'm going to fill it out. 
Oh, well, let, let me let me send it to you as a gift. How about that? I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe that in two weeks I create this and you're telling me that story. So I would love to send it to you. Oh, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> but now it's time for you to get the solo screen. And now you get to plug away and let everybody know where to hit everything, find everything. I tell you what, I'll make it short and sweet. Uh, the best way to connect is at the website, youdoshine.com, yu2shine.com. I do respond, maybe not within 12 hours, 24 hours, but I do respond to any contact, any question that that you tag me or my team always does. And um, there are a couple of free cool things that we offer. If you are a Facebook user, you can go to free me dot coach and that's a very powerful absolutely free facebook group that we've just launched um recently where i come on live and i do the actual mindset shifts and you know through energy modalities rewiring your brain for success and for success in a meaningful fulfilling way not in an empty ego way <laughs> um if you're struggling with money you can go to moneyquiz.me you will take that quiz and it's a unique way to find your money healing mode. It will tell you which, what way you're wired to be working with money, what your blocks are, and which laws you should start working with to unlock those blocks. And that's moneyquiz.me. So if you, and um, of course, the laws you can also find in Prosper Me book. Um, another one that's very aligned with our conversation. If you go to choosesacred.me, it's a six-minute free download or a meditation, six-minute long meditation, that's mental visualization, to shift out of being stuck in your fear into the courage of moving forward. It's rewiring your psyche. The meditation is called From Scared to Sacred. Hence, the website is choosesacred.me. So those, those are the best ways to utilize the free offerings we have. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Vika, V-I-C-A underscore Raider, R-A-D-E-R, -E which is my name. And I really, truly do hope um, that we connect and that you enjoy one of our amazing products that empower you to live as the bright light that you've come to be, whether you're shining that light now or not, you know, we try to encourage and empower you to do so. Thank you so much. This has been a, a wonderful episode. I really have enjoyed it. Great conversation, which I, I've kind of already knew it was going to happen because it's just, I don't know. I just felt like one of those conversations that was going to go really good. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Uh, had a wonderful, wonderful time. I, I love, I love these type of conversations where I get to to learn some stuff, and and my audience gets to learn stuff. And it, it's just, this is why I do it. To, this is why I podcast to really be able to to make an impact. If it's one person or two people or whatever it is, it's just just making an impact. And yes, my guest yesterday was talking about a ripple effect. I just, it's just a little ripple effect. And it was, thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. Really. Thank you for having me. Thank you. But don't leave just yet. We're going to chat a little bit off the air. Let me just close out the show.
once again, wonderful conversation. Thank you. Great time. Looking for, actually, I ha- I do have return guests. So whenever you want to come back on and, and have another wonderful conversation, just let me know and we can make it happen. I, That's, good. Love, That's good. There's so much we can talk about. I know. <laughs> There's a lot of things. There is a lot of things we can talk about. So yeah. yes. Definitely. Absolutely. Thank you. But, um, yeah, I'll be let me just close out Cyril and uh, I'll be right back. All right. That was a, an amazing show. I just want to uh, thank everybody who's in the chat. Facebook user, thank you for stopping by. Jeff Ravilla, appreciate you, brother. Thank you once again for giving me the opportunity to to host international your, your international podcast day event. Um, Valve. Oh, my first Twitch comment. Oh, I appreciate it, Valve, man. Thank you, by the way, for uh, for watching the show on Twitch. Greatly appreciate it. Big shout out to my real wise fam, Poppy J, Brandy J. Love you guys. Big shout out to the boss lady. Love you and appreciate you, baby. And this episode, like the other two episodes earlier this week, are, is dedicated to my aunt Anna, who who passed away this past weekend. Um, you're gonna be missed. We we love you. We I know that you're always gonna be around, and um, just. Just tell your loved ones that you love them. And when you get the chance, just let them let you appreciate them. And, and just enjoy the moments that you do have with them. I am grateful for everyone who tunes in. I, I really do appreciate the support. Everybody who's sent me condolences. I, I really do greatly appreciate it. Um, Without you guys and, and, and the event, it, it was just thank you. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. And so, and um, that's how I'm going to end it. So everybody have a great night. I'll see you next Monday. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Mm-hmm.